Welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast, brought to you by TargetInternet.com. Hello and welcome back to the Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Kieran Rogers and today, listeners, we have a special guest on Skype for you all. So our guest today is the VP of Podcaster Relations at Libsyn, uh, which is the world's largest podcasting network. He's also the co-author of the book Tricks of the Podcasting Masters, which he actually wrote back in 2006. Gosh, that was before I even knew podcasting existed. He's a podcasting consultant for New York Times best-selling author Dr. Mark Hyman and legendary American author, entrepreneur and public speaker Tim Ferriss, among others. He's a veteran of podcasting. He's been involved in more podcasting shows than most people can shake a stick at, including Podcast 411's podcast, the Today in iOS podcast, co-host of Today in Podcasting podcast and host of KC Startup 411 podcast. He's also the co-host of the Feed podcast by Libsyn, which is my personal favourite and actually essential listening for all of you if you enjoy today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome you to the show, Mr. Rob Walsh. Kieran, thank you so much for having me on. Ah, thank you for agreeing to do this. So, Rob, I really wanted to ask you, how did you get started in podcasting? Uh, was really, I, I had just finished up my MBA back in 2004 at University of Connecticut in, in the United States. And I was looking for something to fill some evening time that I had now had a big gap of open time. I was looking for a hobby and it was just the right place at the right time and podcasting. I heard about podcasting. I said, Oh, I want to do that. So just. A nice alignment of timing and podcasting had just started at that point in time. Yeah. And what, what was your first show? My first show was called Podcast 411, and, and it was about interviewing other podcasts. Uh, I, I took me a couple months to launch because back then there were no tutorials about how to podcast. I mean, literally none. There were no tutorials. I mean, there was an article on Engadget that said, if you want a podcast, <laughs> add this enclosure tag to your RSS feed and you are podcasting. And wow. I was like, what is all this? So, uh, took a couple months to figure it all out and recording and started doing some recordings and then finally launched uh, before the end of 2004 uh, my show. And, and, and I kind of modeled it after Inside the Actor Studio where I just wanted to talk to podcasters, find out the craft of podcasting, the art of it, the tech of it. Uh, and just have some fun talking with folks like this, like I would do now. It's very much, I mean, it's kind of how I very much got into digital marketing in, in a much bigger way was interviewing other marketers. I think it's a great way mm -hmm. of, great way of learning. I've, I've certainly found actually being involved in podcasting is fantastic for, for your own uh, knowledge because you've, you've constantly got to put out new content and understand mm -hmm. new areas as they expand. So yeah. Fantastic. So what's great in your opinion about podcasting as a medium? I think the one thing I've always been attracted to it was the democratization of audio, spoken audio. It allows anybody to have a podcast. And, you know, it's not controlled by government, not controlled by any specific companies. Anyone can podcast, get an RSS 2.0 feed, get some media files, you can put them up on your server, or host them on a podcast host, and you can get your content out to the world. And I think, to me, that I always found that attractive, that Anybody can say anything about any subject, however niche you want it to be, whether it's the Chameleon Breeder podcast or the Swinecast, which is about professional pig raising, or a comedy podcast like Joe Rogan. It can be as small or as big as, as you want it to be. 
And you're, you're VP of Podcasting Relations at Libsyn. In the mm-hmm. intro, I mentioned Libsyn casually is the world's largest podcasting network. But tell us, tell us a little bit more about Libsyn and what you do there. Well, I was actually first introduced to Libsyn back in the early days. They started in 2004 as well. And I was self, when I first launched, I was self-hosting on my website. And this was, um, then in early 2005, I was a couple months in, I got a big guest on my show, Senator John Edwards, who had just run for U.S. Uh, vice president mm-hmm. in, the, in the 2004 election. And I was like, oh, my, my server is coming down. <laughs> Once people find out about this episode, it's going to crash. So I, I signed up for a Libsyn account. And I've been a Libsyn customer, paying customer ever since then. So since March 2005, I've been a customer of Libsyn. And for two years and a half, uh, as a Libsyn customer, I was promoting them on my podcast all the time. And one day they came to me in the in middle of 2007 and they said, would you like a job uh, working for us and wow. continue doing what you're doing, promoting us? And I said, absolutely. And I've been with them for 11 plus years now. And, and my job is, if folks are familiar with the record industry, it's kind of like an A&R position on the record industry where I, I work, try to bring in artists, uh, podcasters. Uh, but it's also a biz dev where I try to bring in partnerships like we've done with uh, um, Spotify and, and uh, Google and, and others where we've launched uh, to help podcasters get out to more places. And it lips in, well, it, it solves a massive problem for, for podcasters, which is very much if your show's massively successful and you're just hosting it on your blog, you, you know, you can suddenly be hit with huge download. Uh, file costs um, and, and sort of bandwidth from from from, from your website server. So there is, it's one of the big things that attracted us to Libsyn is that you just play a one one flat flat fee, and mm-hmm. uh, you know some shows are very successful uh, and get lots and lots of downloads, and and a lot out there that just have you know smaller numbers of downloads. And I, you guys kind of even out the costs across everybody. Is that right? Right, and we make sure that we have the leading edge technology so that your uptime is, is 100% or basically 100%. And, and if you go back and you look, you won't see that there's been any downtime in the last five plus years. Uh, so we want to make sure it's, no matter how big or popular your show gets, no matter how many shows we have, that our servers are going to stay up and continue to deliver your files. And then, yeah, if you happen to be Aaron Mankey from Lore, who launches a podcast and all of a sudden it goes from nothing to millions of downloads a month, um, that you're not taking out a home loan to pay off your bandwidth bill. (laughs) So, uh, you know, that we kind of present as insurance policy there. And then you get great stats and we can help you get out to more places than you can get out to on your own if you were self-hosting. Absolutely. So so for everyone listening, you, well, I'm sure we've mentioned it in the past, but we, we use Libsyn. We've, we've always used Libsyn, actually, for the digital marketing podcast. So it's Libsyn's servers that uh, make all the magic happen and, and get the shows out, out to you all without any delays. And you have been particularly active in the space, uh, creating easy ways to, to get into to new audiences. So I think I think you were one of the first to uh, make it as easy as you have to get shows out in front of Spotify audiences, which has been been brilliant for us. Uh, and you're continuing to to do that. I want to talk to you a little bit more about that in, in a second, because I think there's some exciting things happening in the podcasting world that that every marketer should should be aware of. But Libsyn have always championed, you know, independent podcasters. Do you do you really believe anybody can have a hit show? So I'm sure a lot of listeners listening are thinking, well, you know, I'd like to do a podcast, but really, I I, I couldn't. What's your what's your take on that? And what does it take to be uber successful? Well, Aaron Menke, Laura, is, is a perfect example of an indie podcaster 
do, becoming a hit show in a, in, a, in, a, in a relatively short period of time. I mean, within 18 months from launching, he had a he had a television deal signed with Amazon Prime for for his for his uh, stories uh, with Gail Ann Hurd, who's the most, one of the most powerful people in Hollywood, uh, because you know all because of his podcast. So it, it in this day and age, yes, you can still launch a podcast. It can be very successful as an indie podcaster. You know, are most podcasters going to get a book deal or a television deal? No. Um, but a lot of podcasters are just doing it for a hobby. They just want to be able to get out and have fun and talk to friends and, 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 and or some cases just better their career by doing the podcast to get to meet interesting people they wouldn't have met otherwise through the podcast and, and it betters them on, on their career. But yeah, I, I mean, back to your original question, I do believe it because I see it. I mean, I look at the numbers that we have and I see the shows that are the biggest on, on our network. And they're not people that are all names. Oh, yeah, sure. We have Joe Rogan and Mike Rowe, and those are people that you know, folks know from television. Um, but you have the Aaron Mankeys, and, and, and you have podcast English as a second language, um, which not many people know, but a huge audience. So you can do this as, as an indie podcaster. Today, still, this day and age, it's not too late. Uh, you know, some people think there's too many podcasts or it's too late. I'm like, no, there's 550,000 podcasts listed in Apple's podcast directory, of which 120,000 are active, as in released a new episode in the last 90 days. Less than 200,000 um, for the last year for releasing a new episode. So even if you went with the 200,000, that number is so tiny compared to the 600 million blogs that are out there, right? So it's a really, really small number. Uh, you know, I, I say the active podcast to active blogs ratio is somewhere around 1,200 to one. Wow. Or 1,200 blogs for every one podcast. And it, it's, it's a huge discrepancy. So do you think podcasting works for, for businesses and, and brands? Because, we, you know, we, we, with the digital marketing podcast, we have a lot of marketers uh, listening to, to, to this. What would, you, what would you say to the skeptics out there that think, oh, well, um, is, it, is it really going to be a big thing? Yeah. Look at Trader Joe's. Inside Trader Joe's is an example of a podcast that launched recently. Huge numbers, huge numbers uh, for their podcast. And they promoted it in some of the stores, writing on, you know, people writing on chalkboards inside the Trader Joe's stores. Check out our podcast. Uh, and, and they did it the right way. I mean, I, the podcasts for brands that work the best aren't where they're out there pitching. They're not out there selling their product. They're talking about their company, their history, the, the industry that they're in. So, you know, Trader Joe's is one that I really tell people to look at. Um, eBay podcast is another one, uh, uh, e uh, selling on eBay, which is geared towards sellers. And they actually had a radio show for many years, and they just transitioned to now truly a podcast. So they stopped doing the radio show, and now they're creating original content just as a podcast. And the, and the new episodes are so much better than what it was as a radio show. <laughs> and why, so much better. Why do you think that is? Because back when it was a, um, a radio program, one of the things they were doing was they were having ads in there and then they had a marketing company that was working on it, mentioning the marketing company's brand. And you weren't really learning about eBay and you weren't seeing the branding on eBay. Now it's, they're talking to people inside eBay. They're talking about issues that are coming up. They're talking about government regulations, things that are going to affect you. If you're a seller and you have an eBay account and you're selling, you need to be listening to the, the selling on eBay podcast. It's, it's like a must listen to yeah. because you learn so much information you wouldn't 
think about they they warn you ahead of time okay you know holidays are coming you know you need to get ready to do this here's a shipping do this uh you know, so it's a great tool they're using not to sell but to inform and educate and connect with their their peeps and and the sellers obviously are very very important to eBay and and then and Trader Joe's they're doing it to connect with the average everyday person that goes into Trader Joe's, their customers. So again, those people that are most important to each of those groups, they have a podcast that, that appeals to them in, in a non-spammy, non-sellish, non-pitchy mm-hmm. way. It's a, it's, a, it's a entertaining, informational, educational format between those shows. So I think those are two really good ones to take a look at. What do you feel podcasting's relationship with advertising is obviously a lot of podcasters want ways to to monetize their 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 podcast but do you think do you think do you think that's sort of the should be the main focus of the medium or do you think there are better better ways for 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 monetizing and, and covering costs well first off most podcasters never get to the mass that you're needed to get to to monetize so that they don't even get to the level where it makes any sense. Uh, the median number of downloads is 142. Mm. You know, you can't monetize at that median <laughs> number from from advertising. But then, additionally, especially with digital brands, why are you doing the podcast? You know, if you're doing it to promote your service, you're doing it to promote your product. Um, again, you can do it in a not spamming way. But if you're doing it that way, why would you advertise? Why would you take advertisements on your podcast? You know, I would never expect. Um, Trader Joe's to take ads. Why? You know, why would they? You know, the the value in it is is the connection to their audience. Um, you know, yeah, you can make a few bucks here or there, but at the end of the day, does that really matter to Trader Joe's? Do, and and would a few bucks here or there really matter to to most companies from their podcast? Now, if your podcast is your business, that's a different story. I mean, if you're getting into podcasting to monetize, first. I tell people, if that's your business model, let's eh, go to the casino and put it on black or red, whichever <laughs> color you like better. Because the odds of making money are a lot better at the casino than they are you know, behind the microphone. So I, and, and one in 14 podcasts gets to, the, gets to the 5,000 download per episode level. And that's not very good odds. I mean, I had one company, I won't give their name, but um, they were hosting with us. And it's a big company. If you're in the U.S., you would know who they are as far as um, housing uh, industry goes. And then, and they said, okay, we're moving off and we're moving over to this other network and they're going to get us advertising. And I'm like, why would you want advertising? I thought you were doing this to promote your service. Oh, well, well, we think we can make some money. The numbers are good. We think we should make some money. And a couple months ago, they said, hey, we're moving back. And they're like, what? I'm like, what? And they go, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we realized that we really, really didn't want advertising. It kind of ruined the show. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it took away from it took away from their brand. I mean, they they were doing the podcast and they were engaging with their audience, and then all of a sudden, then they break off to to have a Harry's razor head. <laughs> it, it makes it makes no sense whatsoever when when you're a brand doing a podcast. It, it makes a lot of sense if you're Joe Rogan. Right. And Mark Marin, Ward Lore, you know, those guys. It makes a lot of sense that the podcast is the business. But if your podcast is about promoting your business and service or getting you as as an expert in that field, really, why would you even think about it? I mean, yeah, the development is a lot, a lot of the podcasting apps now have a forward and backwards 15 second button. So actually for oh. users, if the adverts are annoying, it's so easy to, to skip, which I think... Oh. 
you know, for, for potential advertisers, you know, if you're thinking about advertising on podcasts, you should very much think, think about that and be aware of that. Cause you, you, I guess a lot of the podcasts are, are monetizing on a cost per, per thousand insertions. Is that generally how it works? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it gets even worse with iOS 12, you know, Apple's podcast app, um, is over 50% of our downloads are just from that Apple podcast app. Wow. And in iOS 12, if you have AirPods, you can set it up for a single double tap on your on your one of your AirPods for it to skip forward thirty seconds. I've I've been doing that in the beta, and if I hear an ad come in that's not the host's voice, it's like second I don't even think about it. It's just a reflex. I just reflect you know reflectively come up and double tap. <laughs> um, I don't. I it literally it's 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 muscle memory at this point, and that's just in two months of playing with the beta because uh, it's. So easy. When, when I when I hear some, you know, someone's talking in this voice, and then all of a sudden comes in the radio voice, and we're going to sell you. And it's like the double tap, boom, gone. Yeah. So the odds in the uh, podcasting casino just got even more stacked against people wanting to monetize with ads in their podcast. What it tells you is that going forward, um, if you are going to do ad reach, you have to be. It has to be the host voice. It can't be a third party voice. Third party inserted ads just are not going to work in, in this medium when it's too easy to skip the ads. And people are too connected to that that host. Whereas it's a host doing the ad read, and if he does it in a funny or she does it in a funny way, and that that keeps it in 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 line and in character with the show, if you make it entertaining, not just a, a pitch, not just a dry read, then people are more likely not to skip. But if you're reading the ad and people can hear the paper in the background <laughs> as you're reading it, I've heard those reads, yeah. and you're reading in a monotone voice when you get to the ad, and you really didn't want the ad, you just wanted the ad revenue, you're going to find that your your ROI for those advertisers is going to plummet. And when it plummets, the advertisers will go away. So as a, as a podcaster, you're going to have to be really cognizant of how you do your ad reads, uh, and, and you have to creative and I feel bad for those networks that were relying on ad insertion because I think it, it's going to really brutalize them with iOS 12. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's always about the audience. But for me, podcasting is completely about the audience. It's not about it's not about the media owners the, the, themselves. Is why why it all why it all works is why it all happens. So I guess it's it's right. It's it's mm -hmm. justice in a way. So Rob, how large is podcasting currently, and how much have you seen it grow since you've been at Libsyn? Well. You know, it's grown quite a bit. So, I mean, I've been there 11 years. So it was, <laughs> it was, it was from the point of time where I said, do you, have you ever heard of a podcast to now when I meet people and tell them what I do, it's, uh, oh, so what podcast do you listen to? The majority of people, over two thirds of the population in the U.S. has knows and are familiar with what podcasts are. Uh, a third of the population is listening to podcasts on a regular, almost a monthly basis. So it, the, the numbers have really grown quite a bit. Uh, we've seen the numbers grow year over year, month, quarter over quarter. We continue to see numbers going up, up, up. But it's not a hockey stick growth, which is good. It's been a steady growth, which means it's not a fad. It's 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 become part of people's lives. They know on Monday morning when I commute to work, I'm going to listen to you know uh, Mac OS Ken, and on um, Monday afternoon on the way home, I'm going to listen to Mark Marin, and they they get it in their heads which days, which shows they listen to. It becomes part of their routine to and from work and, and at work. We still see a lot of consumption during the workday. Um, we we certainly get a lot of feedback from from listeners that they do tend to listen to the podcast in what's otherwise downtime or, or dead time. Mm -hmm. So walking the dog or working out at the gym right. or, or just on a, on a long commute. So, yeah. Right. I think a lot of people forget that 
podcasting is the most audio. It's the most consumable medium. You can do it at times where you can't do anything else. You know, you're driving the car, you can't be watching video. If you're working, you can't be watching video. You know, so your boss comes around the corner, you got a YouTube video up. He calls HR. Um, you're listening to a podcast, the boss thinks, oh, good employee, right? They're quiet. They're getting their work done. Uh, and so there's a lot more time in the day to consume audio. And, and I think the other big thing about the growth of podcasting has been the the extension of where you can find podcasts. Mm-hmm. You know, originally Apple Podcasts, iTunes, that was it. You know, it was really iTunes. You know, originally it was iTunes and that was it. And then Apple Podcasts became native on iOS uh, in iOS 8. And that really helped when that became native. Um, then Spotify has come in and Spotify has become the new number two. And there's a bunch of aggregator apps that have popped up, but smartphones have really helped the aggregator apps. And, the, and, and beyond Spotify, now you have Google Podcasts uh, that just launched. And, and there's a couple of other really big names that I can't talk about yet that are launching here in the next six to 12 months that will help further extend podcast reach out to the masses. And, and that's really, I think, more important in the growth of who has been consuming it. It's how easy it is now for people to find and consume podcasts so what evidence do you see that marketers should really be taking podcasting a lot more seriously than they traditionally have it's always frustrated me a little bit that podcasts seen as somewhat of an amateurish channel and i don't think the current quality of 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 shows really deserves that there's some amazing content out there produced by both both professional media organizations and lone individuals i just came from content marketing world uh, where i spoke uh, uh, last week and there were two sessions about audio and only one that mentioned the word podcast and there were like 40 sessions about video and (laughs) look at the disparity there and again and in the point in time you know in, in a given day, people have more time to consume audio than video. You know, there's tons of crap on YouTube. You want to talk about crap video. I mean, okay, yeah, you create video, but that doesn't mean if you compare, you know, all the other video out there is good. Uh, you know, most YouTube videos never get any views or one or two at the best. Podcasts, at least the median at 142 is a lot better than the median number for blog reads, which is like three. So it's being consumed more often. It can it can be consumed more often, and, and it's more addressable. Um, it gives you as a marketer a chance to get literally in your audience's head to wear an earbuds. They, you know, they, they listen to you right in the center of their skull while they're driving to work, while they're driving home, or while they're working. So it's a great tool for marketers, and that more aren't adopting it is surprising. But you know, we see more getting in every year. More people discovering podcasting every year. More companies. Again, Trader Joe's launched this year as a big company. There's been other big names that have launched this year. Skull Candy is another one mm-hmm. that launched a podcast as a, as a brand this year. So there's been some really good big brand names that have come out with podcasts this year. And then again, the eBay con- transition from a radio show to a truly a podcast. Um, and Facebook's got some podcasts. So there are some good companies out there with podcasts and they're learning that, hey, this is a marketing tool we can really take advantage of. What effect do you think the you know popularity and growth of the, the smart speaker market is going to have on podcasts? Because obviously audio content of the kind of volume you see within podcasting is, is perfect for those devices. Do you think that's really going to help things take off further? At best, the home smart speaker market at best will get to about 5% of podcast consumption at uh, best. Interesting. At Why? Best. Why do you think that? It's still not a convenient way to listen to podcasts. Um, <laughs> it's just not. It, it's difficult. 
and that's not going to change. And and you have to have the voice recognition, and she has to get the she has to hear the or he, depending on the how you have your home assistant set up. Uh, it has to hear your voice correctly. It has to figure out which podcast you wanted to listen to. It's not an easy uh, thing. We launched Alexa skills. I should, you know, I have an Alexa skill for my podcast today in iOS. You can ask Alexa. You can say, Alexa, uh, enable today in iOS um, podcast, and it'll enable today in iOS, and, and you can listen to it on Alexa. But I can tell you the user experience uh, on those devices is not as convenient as the user experience on your, your smartphone, which is with you more parts in the day than 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 your Alexa device, you know, mm-hmm. Alexa's good in, in the kitchen and you can play a podcast when you're in the kitchen. You can ask her to play that, that, um, Apple's HomePod actually does a better job. If you want to look at devices for playing podcasts, Apple's HomePod does, does a much better job on playing podcasts natively. Uh, Google home is getting better. It's pulling from the Google podcast directory and, and it's getting better, but all these voice assistants still have the issue that you have to pronunciate the words, right? It has mm-hmm. to understand what you pronunciated. And there is frustration when you don't get the words just quite right. Sure. And there's apostrophes in there. And this is plural when it should have been singular. And, and then there's multiple shows with very similar names. And did you, yeah. you know, you, you meant the rope cast, the one by the Boy Scouts, not the rope cast by the BDSM folks. <laughs> and that's kind of embarrassing when your, your in-laws are over and you say, hey, play the latest episode of the rope cast because you wanted to, you wanted to hear for, for your in-laws to show them, hey, this, my, my son, the Eagle Scout, was on the show. And, and then all of a sudden you hear a different show. you see a time when Google will actually be able to index all of this audio content? Do you think that's, that's coming? Doing, they're they're working on it now. Yeah, they're already. Google's already said that they're they're indexing and going through and transcribing and and working on that, and it may even eventually make that some of those transcripts available back to the podcasters. So it's something they're working on. Google has in in the last year shown a lot more interest in podcasting, so that's good. Um, the Google Podcast app isn't quite native yet. Code is native, <laughs> so it's rather interesting. The code for Google Podcasts is native in uh, in Android now. But the actual icon is not installed, and you have to go to the Google Play Store to get the, basically, it says, you know, you're downloading the Google Podcast app, but you're really just downloading the icon to put on your home screen <laughs> to enable the code that's already on the device. Wow. So, yeah, the, it, it needs like one more step or a half a step <laughs> to get native. And once it's truly a native app, equivalent to Apple podcast app. I think that will change things. Uh, But we're already seeing Google podcasts, even, and it's not true native nature, already above 1% of of consumption. And while people might say that doesn't, that doesn't sound like a lot, there's only eight applications out there above 1%. Yeah. So, um, you know, and there's only two above 3%, Spotify at seven and, and Google podcasts and iTunes slash at, at 63%. Yeah, no, I, I think it could be huge. It's always been a bit more of a challenge to to get podcast on an Android device, and you actually have to, you know, find find a suitable third party, and and that's that's not great. And there's too much. Do you know what? A lot of the time, you you sort of face with a choice of six different apps, and you don't know which ones. You don't get around to doing it. Yeah, you, know, you asked about the home assistants, and I've seen a lot of people saying, you know, home assistants that's the future of podcasting, and I'm like, no. If you actually look right now, the consumption of podcasts iOS to Android is five to one iOS versus Android, but there's five times more Android devices than iOS. So that means the per consumption on a per handset basis is 25 times greater on an iOS device per individual iOS than the typical Android device. 
So you want to look at where there's a potential for growth? It's Android. Mm. I mean, that's what's going to move it in, in tens and twenties of percentage points. Um, so Android has a, has a, that's where the huge opportunity for growth and podcasting is going to be, uh, is now and, and really where we're going to see it coming from in the next two to three years. I, I think Google Podcasts, again, we're just, just starting to get to this now. And, and eventually, hopefully, it will become a native, truly native app. When people buy an Android phone, they open it up and go, hey, we'll podcast app. And, and I think that will truly help uh, podcasting. So I was going to ask you whether you think voice assistants are going to seismically rock the podcasting world. And it's quite clear you don't think they are. And actually, I'm very taken with your, your argument on that. That, make, that makes sense. I, do you know what, though? I don't have a voice assistant, so I've never really tested it out. So it's great yeah. to great to hear that actually in the flesh, it's not it's not so hot. So Rob, if we want to find out more about Libsyn um, and what you guys do, where should we go? Who should we speak to? What should we do? Uh, you can go to our site, L I B S Y N. Libsyn stands for Liberated Syndication, um, or you can email me, Rob at Libsyn dot com. Happy to answer any questions you have. Um, you know, we we hope everyone podcasts. Hope you do. If you do, you host with us. But if you don't, uh, you know, podcast anyway, any way you can uh, on your own site or other podcast hosts. But we really feel it's a great medium. I, I personally have felt that way. It's been my life for the last 14, oh, 13, 14 years now. Yeah, fourteen years. Wow, um, <laughs> I've been doing this. So uh, yeah, it, it's it's a it's a lot of fun and. and it, and I really believe as a marketer, you will find uh, a connection with your audience and, and your, your true advocates and acolytes out there. They will flock to your podcast and then they will help spread the word of your product. And I, I'm going to add something in on that since we're sort of beating the drum for, for podcasting. It's one of the best ways to network with peers in your industry <sighs> I've ever come across, honestly, because you can literally reach out to anybody they won't always say yes but a lot of times they they do because it is a little bit novel you know not everybody has a podcasting show and just i've never come across a medium where you can spend 15 20 minutes talking with somebody and actually you know at the end of that you build a real bond and actually you do tend to get to know them quite well over a period and 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 kind of stay in touch it's amazing amazing oh yeah i, I talk with one marketing podcast and, and the person said they started the podcast because they realized they had two choices. They're trying to get clients and they could either send an email out, cold call that client, say, hey, we want your business, which they never hear anything back. Or they could send an email out to the CEO of the company and go, hey, I, I, I think you're brilliant. I love what your company is doing. We would love for you to share your brilliance with our audience. <laughs> which one? We want your business or we think you're brilliant is most likely going to get a reply. Well, yeah. ego, stroke yeah. the ego. And that gets the person on the show. Then they get a rapport. And then at the end, the person's like, oh, you know, we do this service. And then the, and some of those interviews turned into clients. Yeah. And, and the person said, yeah, he goes, the best marketing outreach tool they have ever had. Uh, well, I think there's a lesson in life there. And if you want a good friendship, giving is a much better way of starting it than just mm -hmm. demanding and taking. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of how this works. But, uh, yeah. Well, Rob, thank you so much for giving us the, 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 the time and uh, insight into what you do at Libsyn and the podcasting um, world. And uh, we wish you the best of luck. And, guys, if you haven't already, please, please, please check out the Libsyn The Feed podcast with uh, Rob and Elsie. It's brilliant. And they're, they're, they're 
every episode is packed full of so many tips that will help you get started and and go on and and potentially do do great things in in the podcasting world so you can't can't recommend that highly enough i've i've got a huge amount out of it and rob thanks to you and elsie for doing it well karen thank you so much yeah, thank you so much for having me on the show and thank you for the kind words and thank you for hosting with libsyn we appreciate it <laughs> Thanks very much for listening to the Digital Marketing Podcast. If you want to continue your learning in digital marketing, get over to targetinternet.com and sign up for the free trial of our digital marketing e-learning platform. There's over 140 bite-sized courses for you to try and lots of other learning resources as well. So get on there and sign up for the free trial.